Hello and welcome to our second episode of Dice and Death. We continue our series of spotlights with our Samishi club owner named Zael, played by Ray. Before we get started, I just wanted to apologize for the audio quality on this one. We didn't realize that our mics were picking each other up until after we'd finished the recording, so there's a little bit of an echo. We fixed that issue though, and moving forward it shouldn't be a problem. Vampire the Masquerade is a game of personal and political horror. Viewer discretion is advised. You awake to a beat as familiar as your own heartbeat. Or it would be, if you still had one. The thrum of the bass below gently reverberates through your penthouse suite. You lie in your up-and-coming nightclub, as above, so below. It sounds like the beginning of another busy night. What is the situation in your room? Is it messy? Is it... Disorganized? Are you pretty meticulous? I would say typically I'm very organized and neat. I think in this moment right now, it's probably a little messier than usual. Like, um, you know, clothes are kind of carelessly thrown around. Like I didn't throw them in a hamper. Um, maybe there's some. Well, I guess if I was human, there would be loose beer bottles around um mm. but it, it could it's not, it's not a pigsty but it could be cleaner okay okay so you've let it go a little bit a little bit as you sort of shake off your slumber uh what do you what's your first thing that you do when you wake up i probably reach over to my side table like Still, I, I still close. I, like, reach over blindly, like, fumble around until I find my phone, grab it, and check to see if anyone's texted me or messaged me, missed calls, you know, make sure no one's needed me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as you do so, you really only see one text chain uh, that's new, and it is from uh, your dear friend, Kimiko, who has repeatedly sent you Are You Up Yet text. And, and almost, almost as if as on cue, as, as you, you are sort of opening that and, and checking what you have, there is a knock at your door and a familiar voice calls out to you from the other side. And she says, Rise and shine as club's packed tonight. We got a lot on the docket. You decent? One second. And I'll like kind of rub my eyes, like the grog out of them and pull myself out of bed and pull some clothes on. Okay. Okay. Did she knock on my front door? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm making sure she didn't bust into my place. No, no, no. no. She didn't she didn't break in. Though <laughs> I assume she could. I assume she has like a key to your place. Um at this point now she does. Okay. But I'll I'll get up. I assume vampires have no need to brush their teeth anymore or anything. No need to really freshen up. I mean, being hygienic doesn't hurt, but yeah, you don't necessarily need it as much as you used to. Okay. I think since Kimiko is at my door, I'm not going to take the time to shower like I normally would. So I'll probably make sure I'm dressed, you know, quickly check in the mirror, fix my hair, make sure I look like I didn't just roll out of bed, mm. um, adjust the sleeves on my shirt, and head out to the main room. Okay. Uh, to the front door to open up. Your door swings open, and your old friend and business partner, Kimiko, stands in your doorway, checklist in hand. As it opens, even without looking at you, she just starts rattling off everything on her list. And uh, she says, okay, so first of all, we are totally out of Lagavulin. I put an order in for more, but our supplier said it's going to be at least another three nights. Shouldn't be a problem. Don't have a lot of people ordering that, but I figured you should know. 
tap number three is on its way out. I already called the service guy, but for now, we should just avoiding it entirely if we can. Which reminds me, we still need to talk about hiring more help behind the bar. I've been short-staffed for the past four weeks, and I'm sick of it. Also, the DJ we had lined up for this weekend canceled on us. Not a huge deal. He was kind of a dick anyway. But we're going to need a replacement if you have any ideas. Oh, and uh, lastly, that Ellen lady with the, the white hair is in her booth asking to see you. There's a lot more, but you, I think that's probably enough to start with. Ellen's asking for me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she didn't really say what for. She, she doesn't really talk to me all that much, but... Is anyone with her? I think she had some young-looking college-type kid with her, but uh, I didn't recognize him. A college-type kid? Yeah, I, I didn't ask. Huh. No one else? Nope, that was all I saw. Right. He'll kind of, like, rub his eyes like he's still, like, waking up and groggy, and he's kind of processing the information that was all just poured on to him. Um... But he'll step out, close the door and lock it behind him, and start heading down the stairs as he um, discusses with Kimiko, like, um, put in a call to uh, this other DJ who we hired three weeks back, you know, spouting off things in response. I can't remember everything. Right, right, that. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 that's totally okay. Uh, yeah, Kimiko continues to rattle off more of the day-to-day -day logistics of keeping your nightclub running, and you just... Rapid fire, respond back, and, and sort of help clear things up. Uh, but as you continue down further and further, closer and closer to your club, uh, it becomes harder and harder to maintain focus as the pounding music echoing from your club grows louder and louder. And as you reach the doors leading into the club, uh, Kimiko unlocks them and swings them open, uh, still rattling off items on the agenda just without even missing a beat. As the doors open, a wave of sound and heat rush into you. Kimiko was not kidding. The club is packed tonight. You stand on the second floor balcony overlooking the dance pit. You watch as shapes of lust, desire, and passion disguised as humans swirl beneath you. The first floor bar is slammed. A line is stretching out into the dance floor as your employees scramble about to get drinks ready. The second floor VIP area isn't quite as busy, but it still demands a constant stream of attention from your employees. To your left, you see Ellen's, or as you know her, Annabelle's, private corner booth overlooking the pit. The door into her booth is shut, and the one-way glass prevents you from seeing inside. As you take in your surroundings, Kimiko suddenly stops talking and brings a hand up to her ear, and turns up the volume on her radio that's attached to her belt. Didn't catch that, Jack. Say again? A moment passes, and Kimiko's expression morphs into one of confusion. Heard, Jax. I'll be right there. She brings her hand down and turns back to you. Uh, okay, look, uh, I'll go deal with uh, whatever this is. Uh, if you want to go talk to Ellen or whatever, go ahead. Uh, I'll be back. I don't forget bartenders. Think about it, okay? I, I, I'll get you all the help you need, Kimmy. All right. Um, that makes me happy to hear. Okay, bye. And Kimiko rushes off into the pit in search of your head of security. I think before I, I head to the booth, um, I'm going to kind of give another look around the crowd. Um, and I kind of want to watch where Kimiko's going. Okay. okay. Kind of see where she's headed. Sure, yeah. So, yes, you, you watch as she ducks and weaves sort of through the crowd uh, in order to get to the front of the club. And she briefly stops to talk with one of the bouncers sort of by the front door, and he follows her out as she exits through the front of the club. I'll kind of sigh, take a, I'll like look over toward the glass of the booth and then um, head over to meet Annabelle. All right. Do you walk in or do you knock? Um, I'll probably give a quick knock just to make sure it's good to go in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You hear uh, a familiar voice call out from within, and she says, It's open! Uh, I'll step inside. Right. You enter Annabelle's VIP booth. The corner of the booth is lined with plush, comfortable seating, just facing out into the rest of the club, uh, sort of overlooking the, the pit below. 
a table with a full glass of wine that looks untouched and another empty drink glass sit in the center of the room. A thin, wrapped, square-shaped package leans against the table. The woman you know to be Annabelle gracefully sits with her legs crossed on the couch in a white, backless dress. She's holding a mirror up to her face and carefully wiping away a thick red liquid from her lips, taking extra care not to ruin her makeup. To her side lies an unconscious young man with short, sporty hair and a letterman jacket belonging to Chicago University. Annabelle finishes cleaning herself up before closing her mirror and turning to greet you with a smile. My dear Azale, so lovely to see you again. I was in the neighborhood and I realized it has simply been far too long since we last saw each other, so I decided to pop in for a visit. I hope you don't mind, but I helped myself to some refreshment. Annabelle smiles innocently and gestures to the young man who's passed out beside her. Azale will give a sort of half smile. He's not the kind to really give a full-on smile a lot. Mm. Um, so it's not a slight against her. It's just he's not a smiley person. Not very no. big um, and boisterous. No, no. Right. Um, and he'll um, offer his hand to her and go, not a problem at all. You look delightful tonight, Annabelle. Annabelle will extend her hand and, and take yours gracefully and, and sort of do a little bow and say, oh, thank you very much. Same to you, my good friend. By the way, I also suppose I should congratulate you as well. It's gotten pretty busy here, hasn't it? Maybe someday soon you'll have a club rivaling the Succubus Club itself. He'll sort of chuckle at that, um, and he'll probably take a seat um, like across from her, kind of. He'll sort of lean back, making himself comfortable, and he will say, um, Oh, please, you know, that'll never happen. Succubus Club is far too established, and it's a little more appealing to the average crowd. Annabelle will uh, will smile and simply say, well, you never know. These nights people have peculiar tastes, I've found. It's fair. He'll, he'll probably sit there for a minute, and he sort of looks like he's thinking about whether or not he should ask something. And then he'll shake his head and go, Kimiko said you wanted to talk to me about something? Oh, why? We can't just have a, a nice chat amongst friends. Annabelle grins coyly. Of course we can. I just... Well, it's been a while since you've dropped in and we're awfully busy tonight, as you can see. Uh, Kimiko's got quite the checklist for me today. Very well. Yes, I admit I had other reasons for seeing you tonight. The first one is in there. Uh, Annabelle gestures to the wrapped package which is leaning up against the table. It's for you, she grins. Kill kind of glance at her and look back at the package. And after a moment, he'll pick it up and kind of like sort of examine the outside of it as if trying to determine what's inside, you know, mm -hmm. um, before he kind of very carefully starts to open it up. He doesn't, like, rip and tear into it. It's a very delicate, like, don't want to possibly hurt whatever's inside. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, well, yeah, as yeah, you remove the brown, brown paper, paper, you reveal, reveal a painting, painting of an unmistakable style. The passionate strokes and the particular use of color reveal the painter behind the art piece as Damien, your sire. As usual, it is an abstract piece with a compelling use of reds, surrounded by somber, almost sorrowful blues. Annabelle continues and says, See, I'm hosting a little party later this week at the Art Institute to celebrate a new series by our um, mutual friend. This one he insisted on keeping. More specifically, he wanted you to have it. You were supposedly the inspiration for it. Azale doesn't say anything right away. He's holding the panning and he's sort of like looking at it intently and after a few minutes he'll look up um, with another half smile, though it looks almost a little bit more genuine. 
Neo say, thank you for delivering it to me. When is this opening happening? Oh, it will be in about four nights' time. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure you should come quite yet. It, Damien seemed a little on edge about asking me to deliver this to you. Right, right, I... I understand, don't worry. Just give him time, darling. He always comes around. Oh, I know. Um, and he'll set the painting down very delicately on the table. Um, then he'll almost second-guess himself because the wine is still on the table. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he'll move it to next to him on the sofa, away from the wine. Okay. He'll look over toward Annabelle as he, like, brushes some hair out of his, out of his face. Have you spending a lot of time with Damien lately? She'll say, um, well, a bit. After all, I, I'm his patron of sorts to get him into this little series that's being unveiled. He's doing quite well, if, if that's what you're asking. Well, it, as well as Damien is known to be, anyway. His new series is simply just astonishing, by the way. So many, uh, pretty colors. Yes, uh, yes. Pretty colors. He is very talented with the brush. That's right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, now, now, I, I must, must confess, confess as, as wonderful as I think it is for me to deliver a wonderful piece of art to someone like yourself, I, I must admit that simple courier job is a little beneath my station. If you wouldn't mind, I would like to move on to the main topic of discussion. I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Annabelle. No worries. Annabelle, Annabelle smiles smile and, and continues on and says, uh, Yes, but as for the second matter, as she's about to continue the sentence, uh, she's interrupted by a knock at the door. And she says, Well, uh, seems someone requires your attention. Do you think there's like a window on the door to look out or like a peephole or something. I think that's up to you. It is, it is I, one-way one glass, glass, I assumed, pretty much all around it. Oh, oh but, okay. Uh, I mean, if you wanted the door to be like solid or opaque. No, all around is fine. Okay. Um, he'll probably lean forward to kind of peer out the window to see who it is. You see a very pale-faced Kimiko who's kind of... She seems antsy. Azale will... Turn back to Annabelle as he stands up, clearing his throat. Um, could you pardon me for just a moment to speak to Kimiko? Oh, yes, oh, of yes, course. course. Please take care take of your care business. Of your I'm happy to enjoy my current company. And she gestures to the sleeping uh, college kid by her. Of course. I'm terribly sorry for the interruption. Um, if I can get you anyone else later, um, let me know and I can have someone send someone out. Oh, you're so delightful. Uh, he'll give a bit of a bow, um, and then he'll step out of the private booth, closing the door behind him as he turns to Kimiko. Hey, what's what's going on? She says she's very pale up close, like like she like she's seen a ghost. Basically, mm -hmm. you you have not really seen her like this before, or if you have, it was probably in one very specific instance. And she says. We've got a problem, as. Well, what, 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 what's the matter? What's going on? There's a body in the alley. Jack says one of the bouncers found it. They they wanted to let you know before they like called the cops or anything. Right now they're they're keeping people away, but it's it's probably just a matter of time until someone finds it. Okay. Um, I'll meet you out there. Let me just tell her uh, that we'll have to reconvene in a moment. Okay. Uh. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll I'll go out there and, and wait for you. Great, thanks. And he'll quickly turn and he won't step into the booth. He'll just open it and stick his head in. Um, and he'll say, "I'm terribly sorry. We're having uh, unexpected difficulties tonight. Um, I may be longer than expected. Can you wait here just for a little bit longer?" Oh, dear. Well, that that sounds like quite a bit of trouble. Is there anything I can help with? No, no, no. You. Stay, enjoy yourself, relax. Can I get you anything? 
Annabelle ponders for a moment, and her sleeping companion kind of stirs, and she takes note of this, and smiles, and then looks back at you and says, I think I'm quite good at the moment. He'll give another half-smile, nod, um, and then say, um, I'll be back as quickly as possible to finish our business. Then he'll close the door behind him, and he won't rush out. He doesn't want to make anyone, like, alarmed or anything. But it is a, it is a very serious, like, I am headed to a location. Right. Fast-paced walk. You're on a mission. Yeah, I'm a man on a mission. Don't stop and talk to me. Cool, yeah. You you cut through the crowded dance floor uh, pretty easily. It doesn't really take you much effort. People know to stand out of the way of a tall man on a mission like yourself. Yes, of course. So you make your way outside, and as you approach the front door, you you're like you sort of get surrounded by your bouncers. Not maybe not like surrounded, but one or two of them sort of peel off to sort of like escort you outside past the line. And they walk you over to the alleyway that's about 100 feet or so away from your main entrance. And at this sort of entrance to this alleyway, you see your head of security, Jax, standing and blocking the entrance to the alleyway along with uh, another one of the bouncers. And there is a grim look on his face. Uh, as he sees you approach, you catch a momentary look of relief on his face and... Kimiko, who's standing next to him, also kind of turns and, and rushes over to you. Jax, though, still seems pretty shaken, and this is kind of surprising to you because you know this man, and he's seen some shit in his time. Right, of course. So, as you approach, Jax says, Hey, boss, uh, he's back there behind the dumpster. That's, uh, left of it, anyway. Um, I've I've never seen anything like that. So far, we we've kept people away pretty good. Uh, Frankie here was the only staff member who saw it, and he came straight to me. So, um, I I I don't I have no idea what the hell happened. I've seen a lot of shit in this city, but nothing like that. Is there a lot of people around, like bystanders? Uh, there is sort there's some decent foot traffic on the sidewalk, the sidewalk, but, but no, one's no one's really making a move to, like, go into this alleyway. There's not, like, a crowd. There's probably, like, a crowd out front, but the line is going the opposite direction, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So it's it's a pretty empty spot where you're at. There are people passing by every once in a while, but, you know, someone standing, blocking your view doesn't really make you think to go look down there. Plus, it's a dark alleyway, so even if they weren't standing there, they might not necessarily see anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll just sort of give a nod to Jack, and I'll move into the alleyway, kind of patting him on the shoulder as I go Okay. Um, to go investigate this body. Yeah. Uh, I think Kimiko also peels off and, and is loyally following you, like right behind you. When I notice that, I'll probably pause and like turn to her, um, and I'll say, you don't have to come with me if you don't want to. I understand. No, hey, I, I, we're in this together. We're partners. Of course. Partners. And he'll give her a warmer smile than he would give, like he was giving, like, Annabelle, like, a, a friendly or, you know, much more smiley than... Right, right. A, a genuine smile. Um, and then he'll turn and continue to the dumpster. Right. As you walk down the alleyway, there's a number of scents that assault your nose. Piss, rotting garbage, but the most noticeable of all for you is blood. The alley dead ends about 50 feet away from you. And halfway down the alley is the dumpster Jax was referring to. You see a limp hand sticking out from behind it and into the middle of the alley. As you approach, however, you find this hand to be entirely lacking an attached body. Blood is splattered across the ground and walls to either side of you and continues down almost in a spiral 
to the end of the alley. You spot more body parts further down. A hand here, a leg there. But at the very end of the alley, slumped against the wall, lies a male's torso. Head and half of a right arm are still attached, but nothing else. Blood has pooled underneath the corpse, and flies have already started to gather. Half of the head has been smashed into the brick wall, and there's a halo-like blood smear decorating it. Kimiko, upon seeing this full scene, immediately doubles back and vomits closer to the entrance of the, of the alleyway. So she's physically moved away from me? Yeah. She, she's moved back towards the, the entrance and is throwing up. Okay. Uh, if she was closer, I would probably comfort her, but since she's moved back, I'm going to focus on what's in front of me. I'm going to carefully step over to the body. I'm kind of trying to avoid any blood puddles that may or may not be on the ground. Mm. I'll quietly curse to myself about wearing a white shirt. <laughs> um, and begrudgingly roll up a sleeve and grab is there is there hair there is but there's not a lot it's it's pretty matted and part of the skull is like caved in so is there a chin yeah yeah i'd say there's a chin okay i'll very carefully and in a bit of disgust because i really don't want to be doing this mm. Place a hand under the chin to lift it up to see if it's anyone I recognize. Someone familiar? Is it a frequent attendee of my club? Is it just a random nobody? You have never seen this person before in your life. Okay. I'll let the head drop. I'll step back. And as I quietly wish I had something to wash my hands off with, um, look around the alley to see if there was any sort of clues left. Is there like a Something that could be attributed to a calling card? Anything a perpetrator may have left behind? Go ahead, then, and make your first roll, which is going to be intelligence or wits, whichever you think is more appropriate. They're both the same okay. for you, so. Uh, but do one of those plus investigation. Okay, I have one cross on a black die, which is a success. Yes. You discern... That the type of damage that has been done here and how spread apart the various limbs and other body parts are, you don't know of any human who could possibly be capable of doing this unless there was a lot of prep time. And to your knowledge, that seems unlikely. What further, I guess, proves this theory is that you notice messy bite marks on what remains of this person's neck. And it's not just one set of bite marks like you've seen most vampires leave, or you ha yourself have left before. It looks like something bit him on the neck multiple times, like they were trying to drink every last drop. Well, they certainly failed that there's all this blood in the alleyway. Yeah. yeah. It didn't do a great job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it? That's all you that's all you. Okay. Um, I'll sort of give a very long sigh um, and sort of run my hands back through my hair and mumble. How the fuck am I going to explain this? <laughs> I think I'll go turn around and at this point, with all the information I got, I'm gonna go check on Kimiko, uh, see if she's still puking or not. Yeah, yeah. As you, As you make your way back to Kimiko, she's she's, she's stopped, stopped vomiting, vomiting at this point and she's kind of cleaning herself off, like a napkin. She's she's very clearly upset about what she's seen, and as as you approach, she looks at you really worried and says what do you think we should do i mean should we call the cops i'll i'll shoot a glance down at tor jacks 
and then I'll look back at Kimiko and lean in and say quietly, Police may be complicated due to the nature of this, if you know what I mean. But you Was this something, something someone like you, you did? Correct. Oh. Okay. He'll lean back up and sigh again. And he's sort of like starting to pace a little bit. Um, kind of like trying to think of what to do here. And he's going to pull out his phone. He's going to look between Annabelle's name and Damien's name. And he's going to give Annabelle a call. All right. Yeah. Annabelle picks up after a few rings and says, Azael, we were just talking only a moment ago. Did something happen? Um, I suppose you could call it that. There's a bit of a situation in the alleyway outside that is beyond my capabilities. And he's going to... He's going to step away from Kimiko because he doesn't want to re-traumatize her mm. and give her a quick rundown of what is sitting in his alleyway. Okay, okay. yeah. yeah. So, so, to to be, to clear, be clear, you believe this to have been one of us? I don't believe there's any way this could have possibly been a human being. Well, in that case, you did the right thing by calling me instead of the police. Sounds like a potential masquerade breach, if I've ever heard one. Uh, no matter. I'll, I'm more than happy to call some friends of mine and get this matter sorted out. Lick the split. I greatly appreciate it, Annabelle. Of course, darling. Anything for a friend such as you. What? How long do you think it'll take for them to get this sorted? I can't exactly have... My bodyguard standing here all night, and it's going to draw attention, don't you think? Right, of course. Uh, no less than 30 minutes. Is it just the one body? He'll kind of turn and look back to try and make sure. I believe it was one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At only, least that I could tell. You only saw one body, yeah. I only saw one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have checked inside that dumpster. Um, he'll kind of mentally count all the body parts and go, um, as far as I can tell, it's only one body. Yes, then it shouldn't, shouldn't be a hard thing to deal with then. Right. He'll reply. You don't know of anyone who could have done this, do you, Annabelle? I have a theory. Obviously, I haven't seen the damage for myself, but from what you've described, it, it sounds like a... Similar situation. Right. Well, I will discuss this with my employees, and then I will rejoin you upstairs as soon as things are sorted. Wonderful. I'd be happy to share more information as well about uh, what I think this may be about. So. Perfect. Wonderful. I'll talk to you soon, my dear. See you in a bit. And then he will... Hang up the phone and turn back to Kimiko or return to standing next to her. Um, it's going to be taken care of by a few friends of mine. We may need Jacks to keep people away until that happens. It's going to be 30 minutes or so. 30 minutes? Um, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 30 minutes should be fine. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let him know that uh, people are on the way to, to deal with it. If he inquire, well, I'll speak to him. Okay, sure, yeah. Do you, are you okay? <sighs> um, kind of a, kind of a crazy night. Um, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, we, we, we already have way too much on our plate. Um, so how about I, I get back to work, uh, when we close... Um, very much, very much like to talk about, um, all this. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can talk. Okay. If you need to, um, he'll clear his throat. 
if you would like to take some time for yourself, um, you're more than welcome to go up to my apartment if you'd like. That's that's sweet, but uh, I think I think just getting back into work uh, would is what I need right now. So uh, that's what I'm gonna go do. Great. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. It, it uh, no, no problem. And Kimiko walks off back into the club. Isaiah will stand there for a moment, collect his thoughts, and then take a, a deep breath, straighten up, gonna pull his sleeves back down, and go speak to Jax. Okay. Jax turns to you and, and says, Hey, boss, hey boss. so uh, uh, what's the plan? We have people coming to take care of the situation. Um, the proper authorities have been notified. You wouldn't mind just waiting here until they arrive and making sure no one messes with the scene. That would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, boss. If you need time for yourself, uh, please feel free to take a break and take the time you need to recuperate after they've arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll do that. Do you need anything? Uh, right now, right now, I'm good. Uh, Isaiah will nod, um, give him a pat on the back again, and take one last look back at that scene before heading back inside to speak to Annabelle. All right. Yeah. Do you do you walk? Do you just walk back walk into back. a booth, or do you knock first again? I think I'm going to walk in unannounced, which is a bit unorthodox for me, mm-hmm. but I'm in a bit of a a little bit in a high strung yeah i think that's fair mode i kind of <laughs> need to just get in there it's not time for pleasantries now right right um so yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go upstairs and quickly step into the booth and kind of close it rather quickly with a very like a shiggy long right right sigh yeah uh annabelle, annabelle is pretty relaxed. pretty relaxed she's it's lounging on her seat her just sort of carefully like inspecting her nails her companion, who was sharing the booth with her earlier, appears to have disappeared somewhere. Mm-hmm. And as you enter, sort of very exasperated, she looks up and smiles at your approach. And she says, uh, Oh, there you are. You have my sympathies for this unfortunate chain of events, my friend. Another half smile as he sits down um, back next to the portrait he was given. And he'll... He's sitting very upright now he's not as laid back relaxed and he'll say oh that's all right i'm more concerned for my colleagues than myself (laughs) well that's a sign of a good leader so i'm told thank you now um you said you may have some theories as to what or who might have done this well based on what you told me, I, I think that it's that correct, correct to assume that it was not a human that caused this issue. In fact, I have reason to believe that it may be a result of what is called a white. I don't know if you're familiar with such a beast, but there is one currently on the loose that has left similar scenes of violence in its wake. I would suspect that this scene would be its work. Isaiah will nod, seemingly deep in thought, um, and then he'll go, I don't believe Damien has informed me of what a white is. Well, our gifts carry a number of benefits. There are some things that we have to keep in mind as well. Whites serve as examples of one of those things we must come to terms with. Should you ever submit yourself fully to the beast in your blood? I don't know if you've quite been acquainted fully with yours yet, but we all have one. But if you were to give yourself over to it entirely, there wouldn't be anything of you left. It would wrest control from you, and you, you would become what is called a white. A mindless creature that only cares about where its next meal is coming from. 
This particular white has been troublesome for a number of weeks. Unfortunately, at the moment, our dear sheriff and many of our hounds at court find themselves a little overwhelmed with work. And this particular white has slipped through their fingers because of it. There was even a full family of four that was unfortunate enough to cross paths with it. And apparently there was some blogger or journalist or something who looked into it and learned a little bit too much. Well, he, he got taken care of, of course, but the issue with the white remains. As a matter of fact, it, this sort of leads into my primary reason for coming here tonight. Vale will sort of cock an eyebrow at her, but he won't say anything just yet. See, the primary reason for my coming here tonight is, well, to gauge your interest in taking more of an active role within the Camarilla. Your willingness to help myself and my clan has have not gone unnoticed, and well, exceptional individuals such as yourself are always in high demand. He'll give another half-smile, though it's a little bit forced at this point. Not because of her, her in general, but more of the situation. Mm -hmm. um, so it's no slight against her, and, and he'll go, well, I appreciate such high praise from the Chicago Primogen, of course. What what sort of role is this that you're thinking of? Well, no role per se, just more involved than you currently are. You see, I, I originally came here with the idea of offering you another job of some sorts to help sort of boost your standing within the court, maybe garner you a little bit of favor. But, uh, well, frankly, this whole white thing kind of worked out quite perfectly. If you were to, say, take down a white that was troubling our city, well, that would boost your standing immeasurably within the court. People would jump at the chance to fully introduce you into the Camarilla. Hmm. Dale will kind of close his eyes for a moment as he's thinking. And then he'll, he'll straighten up a little as he sighs and opens his eyes. Why are you bringing this opportunity to me? Annabelle will smile and pause for a moment. We need more hands on deck. There's simply too much to keep track of in this city these nights. Alright. How do you propose one goes chasing after whites? Her smile widens. And she continues and says, Well, to be sure, a white is nothing to underestimate. They are unpredictable at best and capable of incredible destruction. Even I would hesitate to confront one. Certainly, fighting one by yourself would be almost suicidal. So, how about this? I know a few other kindred in similar situations as yourself who may be interested in lending you a hand for a similar reward. If you would like, I, I could get in touch with them and see if they'd be willing to lend a hand. All right. Why not? Annabelle smiles and stands up. Uh, they will stand as well and once again offer out his hand to her. She will graciously accept it once again and, and do another bow and say, Wonderful, I'll, I'll send them here should they accept, if that's all right with you. Yes, that's, um, I'm always here after all. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. I hope the rest of your evening is more enjoyable than what it has been so far. I look forward to seeing you in court. You as well. It was lovely to see you tonight, despite the circumstances. Um, thank you again for the delivery. Oh, yes, of course. Annabelle bows her head graciously and walks out of the booth, stopping only for a moment to say, Oh, and thanks for the drink. Anytime, Annabelle, you're always welcome here. And Annabelle leaves. As soon as she's gone, Azale's going to give another big sigh and kind of drop onto the couch. He's going to... He kind of is going to look at the painting, pull out his phone, and go to his text with Damien. He starts several different messages, but never quite actually sends any of them. He starts typing, thinks, deletes the sentence. Starts again, deletes it again. And eventually he just 
Right. Animal dropped by. Thank you for the present. It's wonderful as always. Sends it, gets up, and goes to bring it up to his penthouse. So, the rest of the evening, what do you what do you do while you sort of wait, or buy time until you close fully, and you can have your chat with Kimiko? Probably try to keep myself busy. Probably smoke a couple cigarettes or three. Mm. You know, go fraternize, um, make sure people are happy, having a good time. I can staff help where I can. I kind of avoid Kimiko, not because I don't want to interact with her, more because I feel like I need to give her space. Yeah. And I don't want to make her uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so the rest of the night passes without any major incident. Jax at one point comes back in and, and goes on break, telling you that Annabelle's people showed up and took care of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, the rest of the night passes without major incident until finally people start to clear out. The building starts to close as dawn begins approaching. And eventually all that's left is an empty club with Kimiko sitting in one of the stools at the bar with a glass in front of her and an entire bottle of liquor next door. Isaiah will kind of watch her for a moment before going around and going behind the bar, grabbing the bottle of liquor slowly and topping her off. After you do that and set it down, she picks it back up and grabs another glass and sets it in front of you and pours you one as well. And before you say anything, you can even respond to it at all. She says, yeah, yeah, I know. You can't drink it. Humor me, will you? I'll give a smile as I pick up the glass and go, just like old times, hmm? Yeah, just like old times. Hey, uh, can I ask you something? Of course. That Ellen chick... Is she, uh, yeah. she like you? They yeah, will answer right away. Kind of. So that thing with the glass where you kind of swirl it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Thinking about how he wants to drink it. I know it wouldn't end up good for either of them if he did. Mm-hmm. And sort of regretting not taking advantage of all the drunk people who were there hours before and getting himself drunk. He'll go, yes, uh, she's just like me. I'm I'm assuming she's the one who helped out with our uh, situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's who Damien called that night. I'm sorry. I'm just... That... that, that, that body, body out there, that 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 was, that was someone like you did that, right? He'll um his grip tightens a little bit on the glass, and after a moment, he goes, "Well, um, not they're a vampire, yes, but they're not exactly." Like me yeah, or Damien. I'm sorry. It, it sounded a lot more accusatory than I meant it. It's, no, no, I, I get it. I, I just, I just ever, ever since you, you know, changed, changed. I've, I've just been trying, trying to pretend that everything is still normal, you know. But it but isn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I'm scared, as... I mean, we just wanted to open a club, for fuck's sake. I know. I... I didn't... He kind of rests his hands on the bar, and he lets you, like... You know, like, when you lean forward, and your head's kind of bowed down like that. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of like an exasperated... Yeah. Um, That's kind of what he does, as he sighs. 
if I had known that this is where we'd end up, I I wouldn't have brought you into this, Kimiko, believe me. I I I don't if you're uncomfortable remaining here, I I would understand. No, no, no. That as look at me. You'll hesitate a moment and then left his head to look at Kimiko. I just promise me. Promise me as that you we are gonna be okay. This is what matters. What what we built here together. I, I don't I don't wanna lose that. I, I don't I don't wanna lose you. I know. It's gonna be okay, okay? Okay. Kimiko fully downs her drink and just one gulp. And after a moment's pause, she picks yours up and downs that one as well. And stands up to leave and says, Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to head home for the night. You take care, okay, Az? You call me if you need anything. Yeah, you you call me too, alright? Listen, if you wanna if you would like to stay home tomorrow and not come in, that's I, I can handle it. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll think about it. Thanks, Thanks Az. Yeah. Yeah, oh and um not to talk business. Go ahead and we can give everyone um who witnessed that a a bonus this week. It's not gonna make up but, you know, I, he'll sigh again and stand up, kind of rub the back of his neck. I don't really know what to do about that. Every bit helps. Good night, Ash. Night, Kimmy. Kimiko walks to the front door and leaves. And as the front door shuts behind her, the sound of the door closing echoes through your now empty club. Silence falls, and once again you are alone. Kept company only by the liquor shelf and your ever-present hunger. <laughs>